Hi, friends. Welcome to a special Friday bonus episode of That Sounds Fun. Y'all know I love talking to you on a Friday. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm really happy to be here with you today. Today is such a special show as we look toward a Father's Day weekend. Before we dive into today's conversation, I want to tell you about one of our incredible sponsors. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. In today's conversation, especially, you're going to hear about the crucial part therapy and recovery work has played in Charles and Cassie's life. And it's just a reminder to all of us why we weren't meant to navigate life alone. Processing our mental, emotional, and spiritual health doesn't have to be something we do on our own. And that's why resources like BetterHelp are so important. If you've ever been on the fence about going to therapy, give BetterHelp a try. They make it so simple and easy to get started. You just fill out a brief questionnaire. We love a quiz. They'll match you with a licensed therapist, and your session can be done right from home. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and fit in your schedule. Finding a therapist that is the right fit for you is so important, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So you're sure to be working with someone who is a good match. I've continued my counseling appointments even while I'm on tour this month. I just think it's really important to prioritize time for therapy no matter whatever season you're in. So if you're using this summer to get some pieces of your life in order, me too, and consider giving therapy a try and find the support you need. Therapy can give you the tools to discover more understanding in your life. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash That Sounds Fun today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash That Sounds Fun. Today on the show, we're taking a quick break from our summer loving series as we head into Father's Day weekend, and I get to sit down and talk with my friends, Charles and Cassie Kelly. You probably know Charles from the Grammy award-winning country trio, Lady A, or remember him from the Nashville tour stop of the That Sounds Fun tour in 2021 when I got to interview Lady A live, which was hysterical. If you've never listened to it, you guys, it is so good. It's linked in the show notes. Charles has recently been on a journey to sobriety, so as we were thinking about a conversation in preparation for Father's Day on Sunday, we thought it would be so interesting to get Charles and Cassie's perspective on parenting and family, plus just their whole journey as they step into his first Father's Day in recovery. I'll give you a heads up. This conversation is one that's probably not best for our mini BFF's ears as we really dive into the topic of addiction. But I think the journey Charles and Cassie have been on is one so many of us are familiar with, whether it's a friend or a family member who's walked this road or is currently walking this road, or it's a personal battle that you're all too familiar with yourself. I so appreciate Charles and Cassie's transparency in this conversation as they share what this has looked like for each of them and their family as a whole, their adorable, magical son, Ward, and what it has meant for their careers and their faith and their community. Whether Father's Day brings about a ton of joy for you or it brings up pain or both, it can be both. I hope this conversation gives you a glimpse of what redemption and grace and healing can do. At the very least, it is a good reminder to all of us the hope that we have in our Heavenly Father, who's working all things together for our good. So here's my conversation with two of my favorites, Charles and Cassie Kelly. Chat. <laughs> Chassie. Does that happen? Chassie. Do people do that? Chastity. That are Benefer name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. <laughs> Cassie and Charles Kelly, welcome to That Sounds Fun. Chastity. Thanks for having us. Happy Father's Day. Yeah. Charles. Thank you. I was not even aware, to be honest with you. Yeah, here it comes. Yeah, it's coming. <laughs> it's coming so soon. Okay, y'all, for starters, I'm so glad to have you both on the show. Cassie, do you remember we recorded an episode? Like my fifth episode? We did? And I lost the file. We did something on like fashion in nashville or something do you remember this it was at my house i literally have no memory i know it was like 20 i'm sorry 14 wow it was like the one of the first things i recorded i was like okay we're gonna do nashville restaurants we're gonna do fashion and then i lost the file so it never it was wasn't meant to be it's gone forever so this is (laughs) your accidental inaugural but charles you are back as a fan favorite oh from our live show our live show (laughs) i mean after we released that people are like we love Charles Kelly. Give him a podcast on the network. Uh, so whenever hilarious. you're ready to make a pod. You know what? I, I mean, I have to admit, I, I don't know a thing about podcasts. And so like. Maybe that's what would make that you would a good make podcast. It, maybe interesting. <laughs> I know. I mean, if you could help create what the concept would be, I totally could be down for well, that. Well, listen, I heard a birdie tell me 
that you had like a golf podcast in your heart, like I a do golf have that. and a gambling and like well, a kind of like, yeah, yeah. how do we do Basically all this Basically the together? complete opposite of what this is. Uh, I don't know. You know, I mean, I have obviously with this journey I've been down, I mean, you know, I have kicked around like what? Because, you know, I've got a lot of interesting friends, not mm-hmm. just, you know, in the music business, but just also in the golf, yeah. you know, world, playing some of those pro-ams and just, just interesting you know, guys I've gotten to know, you know, like even like my buddy, my new buddy Ian that, that wrote, uh, you know, the Enneagram book. Like like guys like that. that oh, would be yeah. Really cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just yes. Like, Ian Crone. We yeah. love him. So it'd be kind of interesting if there was like some sort of something. How'd y'all become bros? Just like, randomly yeah. through through another buddy. And, and you know, we started talking about the Enneagram. And Has it, he got you on a little bit of an Ennea journey, well, Charles? Not quite. <laughs> not like Dave. Dave Haywood's yeah. like deep in the Enneagram. <laughs> yeah, he, he like, yeah. Um, but I do think it has helped a lot with Dave and Hillary, how we understand each other. Man, no kidding. You know, right? I mean, I, I think like anything, you, you, you know, you can't take that as the gospel, but I do think as far as a communication tool, yeah. whether it's you know, baloney or there's some truth in it, it sure does feel like, you know, there's some personality uh, tool. tools in yeah, there. Yeah, and just helping us understand ourselves. I mean, yeah. I know for me, it's like, am I being insane? Oh, no, I'm just a two on the Enneagram, you know? Yeah. It's like, it, you know, yes. gives you a little bit of compassion and grace for yourself, for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. And when you're in such close relationship with work and personal yeah. understanding yourself, so you go, oh, I know I'm doing this. Yeah, <laughs> Oh, sure. I did it this week, and Ryle's like, your feelings are so big right now, Yeah, it's because you're tired. Yeah. And so let's just just keep it all to yourself, because you're just tired. Yeah. Take a nap. Take right. a nap, totally. Annie. Okay, Charles, tell me how being out on the road has been, how it, this tour has been. Yeah, it's been unbelievable, honestly. I, you know, I, I mean, I had done several shows, you know, without drinking on occasion, but I don't know. For me, you know, it's like the first couple, I was like, okay, a little boredom sets in, mm-hmm. but, you know, I think that's definitely where the drinking would had kind of evolved. You know, it was like, all right, I'm bored. What's going to make this more fun? Yeah. And a cocktail in my hand. And it just, you know, slowly but surely just escalated and got out of hand, you know, but Honestly, it's been really great to feel super yeah. present. I had another friend that that who's a musician that had stopped drinking. He goes, "Man, wait till you do that first show, and you feel all those nerves, and you're not numbing mm-hmm. any of it." And he goes, "It's really wow. exciting." So, yeah. yeah, the first couple were, you know, took a few songs to settle in because it really was like this crutch, like you know, whether it was even like I don't know, someone putting on their their cape before they, it just makes them feel, you know, like all right, it's go time. But for me, um, I don't know. Once I kind of made up my mind. Uh, it, it, it was almost easier to make up my mind all or nothing than like when I was trying to just control it, uh-huh, you know, and have a couple uh-huh. here and a couple. That to me was the Or hardest. this category is off limits, but this one isn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And because I have other things in my life that was off limits. Like I never really did drugs or anything. I was like, right. okay, that's not something for me. And so it was like, why can't I just make this one of those things that's yeah. just off limits? So, I mean, that's easier said than done. I mean, obviously a lot of work goes into it, but I think with more time that goes by, it just... It's just one of those things. I'm just Charles that doesn't drink. And yeah. and what I found, too, is half the people don't even know or care. They're way right. more worried about yeah. the drink in their hand right? Um, than, the, than the drink that's than not what's in yours. yours. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, <laughs> you know, but into taking myself out of certain situations, like I don't like I've got maybe 30 minutes in me if I go to like a strict strictly a cocktail type of party, you know, yeah. I mean, even a dinner we had at our house. It was one of those really long, like three-hour dinners. I, I will was say, there. yeah, <laughs> it went really long, and it was really cold. Uh, it, it was, was a beautiful cold. event. It was that St. Jude event, but I will say, by that last like hour, I was like, "Where's the dessert?" Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and then I was like, "I'm ready for dessert. I'm ready to yeah, get in my bed." Um, yeah. So, but but that's great, you know. So it was just, a beautiful dinner, Cassie. It was. Thank Cassie you. Does and it was it right. delicious. Thank you. I will. I mean, I'll chime in on how tour has been I feel like this tour is so different I I saw the second show at the Ryman and I just I I left there feeling like gosh your fans are going to love this show yes it just is such a special show if you are a fan of Lady A of just a journey through all of much more storytelling yeah and And every night's a little different right yeah it's just wild who does that and and of course we have you know our basic go-tos that you gotta you know and they're in certain spots but then we have just the freedom I mean and again I think we're just at that point now where like we've you know we've been a band for 17 years like we kind of know what we're doing. Like yeah. there's, you know, we're not afraid of any spontaneous things that yeah. might or any hiccups that might happen. And it just leaves a lot of spontaneous fun moments with a crowd. Yeah. And um, this was an idea Hillary had and to take requests. And I was like, well, that's not going to work because if you ask the audience, 
you get like, you know, 50 responses uh-huh. all at the same time. And uh-huh. one night I actually did try that and it doesn't work. <laughs> and she was like, no, I mean like technology on Instagram. And so, um, so we, we have ways, yeah, Charles. Yeah, so we have new ways. And so we play, uh, you know, little voicemails here and there and, uh, you know, just different shout outs. And it's it really is fun. We'll call the people out and then have a little yeah. conversation and Cause that people, amazed me. I know at the come, Ryman show that you like found the exact people who had asked that question yeah, for that song. Because yeah. when they call in and they leave a request, they say, "My name's you know Susan. I'm yeah. going to the Indianapolis show on whatever and date." Eight, eight Susans in the audience. <laughs> well, and you're like, "Where's uh, Susan?" Yeah. But, no, it does. It's it, le- amazing. It, 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 it loosens the crowd up a little bit, mm-hmm. and uh, but it really has been fun. I mean, just I mean, like anything too. I mean, just getting up there, and I think everybody feeling comfortable knowing what what Charles they're going to get that night. Mm. Um, and, you know, and again, you know, I almost felt like too, towards the end, I was drinking to kind of help calm my anxiety. But then I realized the drinking was creating so much more anxiety, mm. you know, just knowing whether it was on the golf course and my wife going, all right, well, how many, how many drinks do you have? And I'm like, oh, a couple of beers. And it's like, well, <laughs> yeah. that's a lie. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just kind of get more honest about it all. And just, it, it, it takes a certain element out that uh, I didn't realize had created way more, you know, chaos than, you know, I'd even realized, you know. How do you combat the shame? That's one thing. I think doing a lot of work around it and realizing, too, that, you know, I I will say, you know, in a lot of these groups, I mean, yes, it's a disease, but I, mean, but I brought on this. T- but I do think there's – I do think I have an addictive personality in whatever I do. Um, you know, whether you want to – categorize it as a disease or not family disease i mean i i would say it's more just it's something that can just get a hold of you and Mm -hmm. and really doesn't ever want to let go but um you know i definitely felt a lot of shame early on and then you know i think once i dealt with it and i was honest about it and i got it out and especially honest with cassie it's amazing how getting that off your chest Mm -hmm. then you can move past it Mm -hmm. with anything in life and so You know, for me, it's just been a way of life. And, and you know, I think one of the things I'd always was like, gosh, what is going to like, one, I knew I had to stop at some point. I was like, what's going to make me stop? And secondly, what is going to finally happen in my life that makes me start connecting to my spirituality? Mm. I would say I believe, but didn't really, yeah. didn't really know. And it's amazing how just every little bit that goes by, it's like that connection and realizing you're not in charge. Um, yeah. You know, and that there's a purpose to it all. Yeah. yeah, when when Charles was in treatment and I went out there for family week, his therapist, you know, was we were working on some things and and Charles because you, know, you do like group, you do like y'all two yeah. and the therapist at you, points. You do the two of you. I mean, the again, so much of recovery and alcoholism and in any addiction is connection. Yeah. You know, they say the opposite of addiction isn't sobriety it's connection um and so you know we were working on some things and charles started saying you know and i just i couldn't stop and the therapist stopped him and said you didn't know how to Mm. so i think you know when you talk about shame or whatever that means when you're in addiction it's you know people just sort of blame themselves in so many ways um when in reality it's you just didn't have any tools to to stop right so you know that's part of i think the recovery process is learning what tools are available to combat your addiction yeah Charles, when and when you're asking that question of what's it going to be, what's the thing going to be, yeah. I'm thinking about our friends who may be assessing, is this an addiction I have? Yeah. Could I stop if I wanted to? <laughs> mm-hmm. What are some good like gates to say to people? Here are some questions I started asking when I realized it yeah. wasn't just like a a hobby. Well, anymore. I can't tell you how many friends are just like, you know, you can tell when they've when they've had those questions themselves. They're like, man, I'm proud of you. It's like, man, I should do that too. I should try. I've been thinking about it, and I'm like, well, if you're thinking about it, you, you obviously know. <laughs> yeah, but, here's the first. But it's answer, tough, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, I think first off, I tried to do it on my own for about three months, and I was miserable. It was, yeah. I was white knuckling it. I was doing it, you know, for Cassie and and the band, just get everybody off my chest for a little bit. Yeah. I mean, you really have to to want to do it, you know. So I think. I don't know. For me, it just it hit a point where it wasn't fun anymore. Like I used to love it. I mean, it definitely elevated moments. I mean, even like that song I wrote with Dave. You know, as far as you could. Oh gosh, it's, that's so good. You know, it's like I don't regret that I started drinking. I regret yeah. that it got where it got. You know, I probably wouldn't have had the courage. I mean, you know, I have to admit that to move to Nashville if it wasn't for a, a night. You know, I was up in Winston Salem working, and I was just out and 
you know, I had some drinks and just was like, I'm so sick of this. Uh, this is not the life mm. I want to live. I'm going to wake up and move. And I'd already made it my mind. And wow. whether it was booze induced or not, moved it. Uh, you know, getting on stage, you know, if, if I wasn't in that bar that night, I probably wouldn't have met Hillary. So it's like, I wouldn't have met Cassie. Mm. So I don't, it's like, I don't regret that I was, you right. know, that it, I just regret that it took on a life of its own. And, um, you know, I think for a lot of people it does, and I justified it because it was like everybody around me is doing it too, and mm-hmm. and, and it is. And, and I can still perform. No, yeah, I'm and not I did. Yeah, on down I was about to say, I wasn't, yeah. you know, and I never got into like heavy drugs or any of that stuff. So I was like, hey, listen, I'm I'm, I'm a functioning alcoholic. It is what I kind of would say it all the time. Is a joke. Oh, I'm functioning alcoholic. Um, <laughs> oh, gosh. But, oh, that might be a sign. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that might be a sign. But like, I knew it. I knew. I knew. I loved it. But I. But I was like justified it because I was like it heightened a lot of moments for me. Uh-huh. You know, and. Um, until it didn't, and right. it just it did get gotten to that point, you know, where you had a couple nights on the bus, and you're by yourself, and you're staying up watching like Breaking Bad, you know, till three a.m., and you're on your, you know, your fifth whiskey in the back mm-hmm. of the bus, and next thing you know, you're like looking at yourself in the mirror, you know, going, stop, like, why am mm-hmm. I doing? And then you're like, ah, just one more, and, and you're like, okay, now I've got a problem. Yeah. So those kind of little moments, you know, were big, were big for me. And we had some other, you know, specific moments that really led to this. But it just was straining our marriage. First and foremost, I mean, you know, you have to do this for yourself. But I have to admit, I did it to save my marriage. Mm-hmm. I love my wife so much. And our relationship was just getting tethered. And I, the thought of not waking up and being in the same house as my boy, like, crushed me. Mm-hmm. He's like our whole world. But, you know, they call it like the gift of desperation. And because of that, then I realized I want this for myself. Yeah. And then it started making things better with the band, started making things better just in general. And I mean, I was blown away at just the amount of support and even, I mean, you don't do it for this, but but the amount of like respect you get from like doing it. Right. From other people that, because they, I mean, because, you know, a lot of, like you said, they want to do it as well. And it's like, it's not this thing you have to be shameful of. Mm -hmm. Because in the beginning, I was like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. I got to do this. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, wait, no, this is actually kind of cool. You know, and this is, this says something. I'm a a real man now, you know, and and I, because I always felt like too, on the road with my bandmates, until Cassie, I was like, I know they respect me to a point as their boss. I'm a hard worker. I show up. I do all those things. But do they respect me as a man? Mm. And, you know, they could see a lot of that darkness in there. And so I feel like now I'm kind of gaining that. And, and that's that's the kind of guy I want to be, you know? Yeah. And I, I didn't even know marriage could be like this. I mean, wow. you know, there's... We been, still we still argue. We still got it a little. Well, sure. There's still and, two totally. humans. Yeah, yeah. We're two, still two married people. You know, marriage yeah. is hard. But I mean, that there could be connection like this. Like, oh, this is what you guys have all been doing for this many years. Like, you have a partner. You have yeah. somebody that you you know can connect with and rely on and trust and you know all of those things. I mean, the, all of those doors have been opened yeah. in his sobriety and recovery. Yeah. I mean, it's the connection thing. I've never heard oh, that, that the opposite of addiction is connection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's just a new journey for me. It's I call it, honestly, I was like, all right, I lived one way for 25 years of my life. I started drinking when I was 15. And I was like, I've done everything I can accomplish in that. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else. I've seen the highs. I've seen the lows. I've seen all the in-betweens. And I'm like, okay, now what can I accomplish in this, in this second half of life, this new adventure? Yeah. And that's going to be, okay, more connection with my family, deeper friendships, Maybe get my golf game better because I'm not out there <laughs> numbing it with five cocktails. Um, you know, getting back in shape. Uh-huh. Um, that's been great. And probably the highest of that would be connecting with my spirituality and yeah. seeing where that journey goes. Yeah. I still, I'm still, you know, have, have a little struggle defining it. But that's the beautiful thing about some of this program is like just connecting to a higher power. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then through that, you know, because I've always kind of believed that we're all, wherever we, however we grow up, whatever religion, you know, your family kind of, ends up yeah. indoctrinating you in, you know, we're probably all, in my in my humble opinion, praying to the same God, you mm-hmm. know, we're just finding ways of, you know, kind of doing it. But I feel like we all have that connection inside of us and we yearn to connect and really feel that. And yeah. uh, Right. You know. Whether that's, you know, the Holy Spirit or something else, you know, that peace that's inside of you is yeah. the light in all of us. Yeah. So, you know, I think that that is such a gift of the program, you know, that that we get to, you know, learn how to connect with that that light in us. Have you lost any friends? Not really. 
not lost any friends. I mean, there's friends I don't hang out with as much, but I, don't, I wouldn't say I've lost friends. Ironically, half my golf buddies all are sober. I think, yeah, the, yeah. I think the pandemic, I think the pandemic kind of all p- pulled out all our uh, all our little all insecurities our vices, and yeah. vices yeah. and, uh, and it's true. things we were ready to change. But um, is it also because we're forty? I mean, I just I have also yeah. am, I'm looking around. I mean, we a bunch of us went out the other night and people were like, "I'm not drinking right uh, now. I'm not yeah. drinking either." I mean, no one drank yeah. at a Mexican restaurant. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, is the, this? Is this the 40s? Yeah. Right. Whether we're getting to the age where it's just like, oh, this just doesn't make us feel good anymore. Right. You know, or right. a true, you know, addiction that you're combating. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, I think it's all mixed in one probably. Yeah. Just can't recover. The problem like with me these. too is like, you know, I would see like buddies and I was like, man, one glass of wine. Like once I have one, I'm like, well, I'm already drinking. Yeah. Like why would I like flop <laughs> see you it? Tomorrow. Flop yeah, so to me, it's almost like it's better just be like, all right. Just not doing it. Yeah. Because I know the one is going to just give me the excuse to keep going. What's two then? I mean, yeah. what's if I'm already a two, what's three, what's four? So. Hi, friends. Just interrupting this conversation to share about one of our amazing partners, Haya Health. When it comes to my mini BFFs, I always want them to stay healthy, but I know getting them to take their vitamins is a struggle. They want something that tastes like candy, and their parents want something that's actually good for them. And that's where Haya comes in. Typical children's vitamins contain sugar, unhealthy chemicals, and other gooey junk growing kids just don't need. But Haya is pediatrician-approved and a super-powered, chewable vitamin. Haya is made with zero sugar and zero gummy junk, but it tastes great, and it's perfect for the those picky eaters. It fills in the most common gaps in kids' diets to provide the full body nourishment they all need. Plus, they taste good. Formulated with the help of nutritional experts, Haya is pressed with a blend of 12 organic fruits and veggies, then filled with 15 essential vitamins and minerals to help my mini BFFs support their immunity, energy, mood, concentration, and more. And get this, your first order comes in this really cute glass bottle that includes stickers that your kids can use to decorate it, and then your refills are delivered each month in plastic-free pouches. Love it! We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. Our friends get 50% off your first order. That's 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, you must go to HayaHealth.com slash that sounds fun. This deal isn't available on their regular website. It's just for our friends. So you have to go to H I Y A. H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash that sounds fun and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. That link and pretty much every other link you could ever hope for are in the show notes or in today's AFD Weekend Review. So be sure to check those out. And just a reminder that this weekend, the Here For You Tour brought to you by our friends at Africa New Life is in Chicago tonight and Florence, Kentucky slash Cincinnati tomorrow night. And then our last run is next week Weekend, and we are in Kansas City, Dallas, and Austin. If you are still thinking about a great Father's Day gift, get him a ticket and one for you and come see me and Carlos out on the road. We have seen so many couples, so many groups of friends. And every time the dudes are like, there are other dudes here. Yeah, there are. But there's a lot of gals too. For sure, there's a lot of gals. I'm telling you guys, every night of this show is different. Every night is so special. We've got two surprises we don't tell anybody except the people in the room. You're going to love that. I can't believe we only have five stops left. So get your tickets at hereforyoutour.com. Okay, now back to our conversation with Charles and Cassie. Is songwriting different? Not a tremendous amount different. I think just the content. I mean, I haven't written a drinking song yet. Uh, (laughs) Ironically, the Warren Brothers, who were very uh, open and honest about their sobriety, they were laughing with me saying they write... They've written their biggest drinking songs since they've been <laughs> since sober. They yeah. Um, but you know, for me, honestly, it, it hasn't. It just made me want to dig in a little bit deeper. Um, you know, but I don't feel any different. I didn't. I didn't always drink every time I wrote, but I definitely, you know, if I had a good excuse to, I would. But it wasn't every time. Yeah, I'm thinking about people listening who are parenting through this too. So both of y'all, will y'all tell me a little bit how's parenting different with a sober parent in the <laughs> home? Yeah, I mean, we've explained a little bit to Ward, you know, our son is, is he's seven, Seven. um, about why, you know, daddy doesn't drink alcohol. Um, You know, we described it a little bit like an allergy, like, you know, it just because kids can understand that concept. You know, it just it makes daddy sick. Um, So he doesn't drink alcohol. Sometimes mommy will have alcohol, but it doesn't make me sick. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he understands that concept a little, you know, for his an age appropriate way. Um, But parenting is 
just like our marriage. I mean, I didn't know parenting could be like this. Charles has always been a really great dad, and now he's an incredible dad Mm -hmm. because he has the capacity and the presence (laughs) and the energy, you know, to to connect with him, you know. So that has been such a gift to watch, too, and just Ward be more connected to him. Yeah. Do you feel that? Oh, for sure. I mean, I don't think I'd realize, you know, some of the little moments she said. I mean, there was nothing like, Overly crazy, but like a couple moments that she had said where he definitely said, Dad's dad seems a little off or different. Mm-hmm. It was probably usually coming back from the golf course. Yeah. Um, but for me, too, like just getting back from the road, you know, usually it would I'd just be so worn out, which right. I've got to admit, I was still really worn out yesterday. We were on the road <laughs> for like a week. Um, and I was really, and I'd play golf the last day and then played the show. And I was like, I'm so exhausted. I think I went to bed at 5 30 last night. <laughs> But uh, I know, I know. I woke up at five thirty. I was like, "Oh, this is kind of cool." But um, but yeah, just just being present and 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 not having that excuse too. Where too, if I'm like, I'm tired. I truly am tired. I'm yeah. Not, you know, if I say I'm I'm just exhausted, it's not. Oh well, you did it to yourself. You know, yeah. it's like, well, no, I did it because of work. But um, it's just he's just such a fun kid, man. And you know, I remember I was lucky enough that both my parents didn't really drink much. You know, my drinking kind of started. My brothers and I, we are, and, yeah. and all my our friends. It just was part of the culture. Right. You know, growing up down there in Augusta, Georgia, and then going to UGA. It just, you know, we're good at a couple of things in yeah, Georgia: football, exactly. drinking, yeah, but, <laughs> going uh, to class, maybe. But it's it's you know, for me, it, just with him, it's just I don't know. I love that being able to call myself a sober dad. I mean, growing up, I saw a lot of parents, you know, and they were like the ones that. All right, you kids can can drink as long as y'all keep in the house. And I'm just like, man, I don't want to be that. I don't want to be yeah. those parents that too that are like you see them all drinking at these parties and falling over each other and and ward have to see that and kind of be embarrassed by his dad so and i wouldn't say i was there but it could have gotten there i mean i could just see where it went i mean even in college it wasn't like i would drink every day you know i'd drink on the weekends and then all of a sudden you get kind of on the road and you start drinking a little bit more next thing you know you know random tuesday wednesday for no reason yeah you know you're just drinking. Yeah. And um, and so I could see where it was heading, you know. And I think that was, too, one of those things when I went to, to, to you know, rehab for for a few weeks. It was like, the first, when I first got in there, I was like, oh, I'm not as bad as these guys. Oh, no. <laughs> but then you're like, well, I could I could have, have gotten mm-hmm. there. And, and, you know, hopefully, you know, there's also degrees to it. You know, it's like just because you're not falling over all the time or, or – you know, can't or or whatever it might be, or got a DUI or wrecked car, or whatever right. it might be. You know when you have a problem with it, and mm. you know when like you can't stop at one or you can't stop at five. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and I think that's when you kind of know. I think one thing too for you know when you're talking about parenthood, one thing that is pervasive in every person's life who is in relationship with an alcoholic is the hyper vigilance that you develop. And especially for me, once around I, Charles, or was yeah. it hyper around around for, for your ward or for us when we were your whole life? Yeah, all it. of a sudden, you're just paying such close attention to everything mm-hmm. and mitigating and thinking several steps ahead. And you know, I think once you are in motherhood, with that, you know, for me, I kind of just assumed, well, that's motherhood. I'm just which part of that is, but it was really trying to make sure that ward was protected from whatever this is in addition to, you know, making sure that Charles was okay, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think if, if we're speaking to anyone here who is in a marriage or in a family where they are just noticing the amount of hypervigilance that they have to have, or that they don't have to have, but that they've developed, They they feel, you know, they're, there's, a really great program that I'm in, and there's a lot of different programs for families and spouses of alcoholics. But you know, just look into that. Well, and it created a little resentment, you know, because I felt like I was being parented all the time, mm-hmm. even when maybe I wasn't sure. doing anything wrong. I was right. like, I am not a child. Please don't, you know. And so th- there was a lot of that that you know, slowly but surely is like starting to yeah to kind of dissipate in a beautiful way, which is great. Mm-hmm. Totally, and it's just you know, it, everything that is made better in recovery is infinitely better. Is there a recovery thing like the family thing you're in? Is there a version for kids? There is. Okay. There's um, a teen version. Oh, yeah. um, and I I think that that program starts maybe when they're 10 Yeah. Um, that they can be in. But, you know, a lot of 
kids, there's a lot of adult children of alcoholics that are in my program. Right, um, you right. know, a lot of people in my program, the maybe they're the qualifier that you call them as to why they're in that program might not be living anymore and their wow. lives are still deeply affected yeah. by alcoholism. Yeah. So, you know, it's changed my life. Um, mm-hmm. It really has. And, and again, Charles is sober now. I've never been in this program when he has been in active addiction and but I know how much it has helped me in his sobriety yeah. even that I mean if he was in active addiction it, it would be truly life-saving yeah. so Cassie talk about yeah you know with this weekend coming up being Father's Day talk about holidays before Charles was sober what were you praying what were you thinking about like when Father's Day was coming around mm. years ago the last Father's Days that he was not sober what was your experience? Talk to the families who are listening who are about to enter into Father's Day with an addict in their family. You know, I think just again, going back to that hypervigilance of and that anxiety that develops like, okay, well, this is, you know, I want to make the brunch reservation, you know, here and at this time, but is that going to be late to where he's already going to been, have been drinking and then it's going to not be fun? And then, okay, well, I'm going to drive home. And, you know, you just the amount of details that are constantly in your mind, um, it's exhausting, Yeah, you know, and and that is developed. I mean, that again, just saying what Charles said, too, that creates the resentment. And he's like, God, no, she's just trying to micromanage all of this. And now I'm more annoyed and I'm, you know, any excuse to drink more, you know, they they say sometimes people will drink at you. Oh, gosh, what a fascinating sentence. Yeah, well, people drink at you. Like, mm-hmm. Tell yeah. me to not drink. I'm like, all right, well, thank you for that. I <laughs> Four I can minutes, go. yeah. Oh, yeah. I will show you. I'm a grown man. Wow. Or, or sometimes, you know, the alcoholics will pick a fight with you in order to have an excuse to drink more. It's like, mm-hmm. well, you pissed me off, so I had to go yeah. drink. So yeah. it's, you know, just that cycle of addiction is tough to get out of without yeah. help. Yeah. But, you know, I going into holidays, you know, especially Christmas, I know this past Christmas for us, which was Charles's first Christmas in sobriety, was so magical. It was cool. I mean, just the amount of things that he got to witness and be present for and, you know, Christmas Eve, like wards at that just magical age. I'm sorry to tell you, your child's going to be magical forever. He is like one in a gazillion. He He is just a magical person. He is hilarious. I know. He really is. I mean, you know, obviously, I think that's just the most important, you know, there's many reasons I stopped drinking, but at the end of the day, I mean, he was like, I was like, okay, this kid is too special. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Too, I can't mess this up. And, uh, you know, I want to be a part of all those experiences. So, yeah. And, you know, within it, it's like everything else just got better. And, you know, so building that trust back. But us being able to on Christmas Eve, like listen to Ward. I mean, he at one point was so giddy. He was like, I'm just so excited. (laughs) And us being able to just look at each other and be like, God, what a gift this is. And, you know, I, we've never had that before. Yeah. So I think, you know, you don't realize going into holidays or going into a Tuesday, you know, the burden that it has created just not only on all of the people around the alcoholic, but on the alcoholic too. I mean, that, you know, that person doesn't want to be that way. Right. Um, Right. So, you know, we all have just been elevated in in so many ways and in connection. Charles, the person who's listening, who's like, okay. (laughs) <laughs> this is it. I need to quit. I, I got to be done. Yeah. Well, who do they call? What do you do? Well, of course. I mean, you got, you know, AA and, and, and you know, all kinds of different places. I think the biggest thing is just being open to try, you know, and, and reach out. And, um, you know, I, I remember being like, I am not, never in a million years am going to go to some facility, you know, yeah. like I'm some crazy person. And it took me a few days to settle in there, you know. I mean, I remember remember feeling like how in the world did I get here did you worry about people knowing who you were uh not really I you know I mean it just is you know one of those things I was like I'm here I'm doing yeah. this let's yeah. let's go but it took me a while just fit that little bit of that self-pity you know and then it was like all right something good's gonna come out of this mm. and then you started getting kind of like all right but um I don't know. I mean, I think there's a lot of different avenues. I mean, of course, AA is, is going to be at the top of that list of, you know, as far as everyone knowing about what that is. And, you know, there, but there's a lot of different help out there. And 
you know, and just I think the biggest thing though is community. You you've got to be able to share this stuff with people that have been through it, and and realize that you know doing it on your own is so much harder. You know, they call it kind of white knuckling, and, and that yeah, just I makes you imagine. angry. And and you know, half the things I do when I'm in group meetings, I mean, you're really just talking about life. You're talking about stress. You're talking about spirituality. You know, most of the times we're not talking about alcohol specifically. Right, right. You know, we're talking about the causes that made us drink, you know, and getting mm-hmm. to the root cause of those and just being with people. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm in some groups with guys that, I mean, some of the toughest guys you'll ever meet. Yeah. And they're as vulnerable and, and there's nothing non-manly about that. Yeah. It takes It takes courage to be honest and, and speak and uh but it is i think you know nothing can can no harm is going to come just walking into you know a room and, can you go and, to an aa meeting if yeah. you just look it up you can just show yeah, up yep of course it's, there's you know and there's other 12-step programs but yeah it's the free yeah um and the equivalent for family members is al-anon okay they're everywhere yeah. um you can go to the the website and look it up and it's free charles you're in your industry which is country music. Yes. I mean, what is making the money and topping the charts yeah. is beer songs yeah, yeah. and drinking songs. Will you talk a little bit about what's your hope as you continue in this industry <laughs> as one of the, I mean, y- y'all are the top of the mountain. Y'all are, you're well, known globally as a country. Say, I would star. say definitely we have, we have had our moment, but um, you know, being a band for, 17, 16, yeah. 17 years. So people are I, I, looking. But I think for me, you know, we realize now that we're never going to be new again, but we want to definitely, what is our legacy, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, every, there people come along and they're, quote, unquote, on the top of the mountain. And, and I, you know, for us, it's all about longevity. But yeah, I think just being true to the music that, you know, I mean, we've got some drinking songs out there that like Bartender and, you know, Need You Now, of course, has that quarter after one. I'm a little drunk, you know, but like to me. We're just being honest of where we are in our own lives and write about that and, and, and sing about that, you know, I think people can tell when you're just throwing something on them that isn't you. And so I think it would be a little silly for me to be you know, singing about drinking when everyone knows I'm not. But, yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, I would like to definitely have, you know, which is why I wanted to release that song as far as you could. Yeah. You know, it was like. I didn't think it was going to be some hit, you know, and, and, and it's more I did it because I was like, I just want this out there to tell my story and to and to show that I want to be more honest in, in, in my songwriting. And it's, you know, it came from the heart. And so, you know, I do I do hope that there'll be some more, which I think there always is. Yeah. Country music specifically goes in such waves with with its, uh, you know, its sound and its and its topic matter and all that stuff. But I think, uh, you know, I definitely want to be the band that definitely throw some alternatives out there. Yeah. You know, we're working on some new music right now about to back, actually about to pick our first single and oh, yes. and you know, there isn't any drinking references yeah. in those songs. It's it's and I, I I'm proud of that. You know, yeah. that hopefully, you know, we can have something out there that speaks to people that that does, you know, offer an alternative. But again, the big thing for me, there's nothing wrong with drinking. There's nothing wrong with going out there and having a good time. My wife still drinks. I mean, most of my friends still drink. You know, it's just you know, I, I definitely think at times it can be celebrated to where maybe you could, you know, some young kid is like, oh, I guess I got to be doing this, mm-hmm. too. You know, yeah, the only way I'm a cool I, country I boy is I don't if I'm know. You know, I don't know. That's that's a that's a deeper level of conversation than, you know, I think I, you know, want to speak on. But I definitely think that it is nice to have some alternatives out there, you know, which I've noticed. Actually, there was a couple of country artists. I think even Morgan had a song. Morgan Wallen on his latest record that talked about, you know, struggling with with, with drinking. And so, I mean, I think, you know, for people to realize that even those guys out there talking about drinking, a lot of them probably are struggling (laughs) themselves. And so I think, uh, you know, it's an interesting thing. You know, I mean, I think we definitely can uh, glamorize it a little bit in our genre. And not even just in country music. I mean, in American culture in general, you know, alcohol use. Brunch and everything, you know, and it's so tied to celebrating and mourning, you know, yeah. to everything in our life. There's always an excuse. There's always an excuse. That's how I feel about Oreos. I There's great, always a reason. I had a great day. Let's have a drink. Uh-huh. I had a horrible day. Let's oh, have a drink. A drink. Yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, for myself, the way I'm kind of evaluating my own relationship with alcohol is, okay, am I picking up this glass of whatever because I'm trying to numb something? Or am I in connection with friends and sharing you know, that time together 
Yeah. And I'm, you know, where there's a glass of wine or something yeah. involved. And I think yeah. that makes a difference, too, mm-hmm. of, you know, is this connection or is this numbing? Um, yeah. And when you can really differentiate why you're reaching for it, yeah. you know, I think that that is the helpful. connection thing that is blowing my mind. Well, totally. I mean, I, you know, and I've, you know, I, I'm getting better at like being in social situations without having a drink. And I, that that gets easier and easier. You know, I think that's the thing that most people are so afraid of when they stop drinking. Am I going to be? Am I still going to be fun? Am I still going to be yeah, funny? People still going to like me? Yeah. And the truth is, I think wow. you find out who your real self is. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I definitely have found that I am not as much of a you know BSer as I used to be. Mm-hmm. I used to could be like because I've put in a lot of situations where you just have to be nice, you know. Yes. And, and I'm like, okay. I definitely was better at it when I had a drink in my hand. But now I'm getting a little bit more comfortable where I'm like, I don't feel like I have to have that. So I think that that kind of anxiety or just, I don't know, that need to be something else is will dissipate, you know. And again, getting back to our thing, like if you're afraid of that, no one cares. Yeah. Half the people, I mean, I had a buddy who said he was two years sober. He goes, none of you guys, we play golf. He goes, none of you guys knew for two years. Wow, right. <laughs> we just we were, were way more about concentrated about right. our own drinking. And uh, and so, you know, I think, you know, in that thing, it's just you don't have to have it. I mean, and I think you find out who your true self is. And, uh, you know, I found out that I love my mornings. I like reading at night with my wife. <laughs> and now uh, because I'm saving about a thousand calories a day, I end up eating about. 800 of them in ice cream. <laughs> I was going to ask you if something's replaced. Oh, uh, well, you got to have your sugar fix. I, I, so I know I have an addictive personality. I like, I don't even, which I should do. I should put the ice cream like a normal human being in a bowl. No, no, no. I Straight from the, the container. Straight from the container. And I, what are you eating? What kind is it? Oh, dude, mint chocolate chip. It's, Are you doing you like heart. always? Always. Well, I'll do anything. There's but, little cookies and cream but mixed mainly, in there. Oh, yeah, but I can listen. sit there with like you know the good old Publix mint chocolate chip uh-huh. and knock out half of that <laughs> without even thinking and knowing I've done it. And then I'm like, wow, now I feel awful. Yeah. But um, yeah. you're like, Ward, go put this in the freezer. I know. Actually, that's exactly what I do. Um, it's but, like someone take this away. Yeah, so take this, this away from here. me right now. So whatever it is, I have an addictive personality. But. Um, but it's fun though, just kind of seeing what else I get into. You know, like I never really enjoyed like working out. I just kind of did it every now and then. But now, like I'm like, all right, I like my little routine. Yeah. I like to kind of get out there, take a you know, take a couple mile run or whatever it is, and you know, just different things. You know, going hikes with Cassie and um, just finding new little avenues of, of things that uh, I'm interested in yeah. is. Uh, is exciting to me. See where it goes, you know? Yeah. When we went, we normally go to the Bahamas or take a vacation the week after Christmas and yeah. between New Year's. And we went, you know, back to Harbor Island in the Bahamas, which is a place we love after this Christmas. And that was, you know, the first trip kind of vacation mm-hmm. we'd yeah. taken with Charles being sober. And it was so much more fun because you, you know, wake up feeling good and Mm -hmm. there's so much more time on your hands that you can do so many more things. And when you're, Mm -hmm. I I think when you're not thinking about like, okay, where am I going to get my next drink? Yeah. What am I going to do? There's so many fun options. It really was kind of a big thing too. And, uh, you know, for me too, it was like, all right, on vacation, Cassie's probably going to be a little more lenient. Let me see if I can get a little Bloody Mary here at, Mm. at, at breakfast or lunch or whatever it is. And then. That is a weird kind of dance. It's yeah. like all these little dances you you played before. I don't have to play anymore. Yeah, and um, it's just weird when you think about the concept of like I let a liquid kind of you know rule a lot of my life, and so it's a silly concept, but it's but it really t- it's a powerful it's a powerful thing, man. Alcohol and and um, you know when you get when it kind of gets its hooks in you, you yeah. know, trying to get away from it. And I have one more amazing partner to tell you about, Loop for Women from Gather Ministries. Recently, a friend introduced me to Loop for Women, which is a free email devotional written by Jennifer Camp and the team at Gather Ministries. Jennifer's heart for women is so beautiful, and her writing goes to the root of what I think so many of us are struggling with. Questions like, am I enough? Do I matter? Does God see me even when it feels like my life is a mess? 
I saw on a Ted Lasso episode, he described his life as a work in progress, and I feel that. For nearly 10 years, three times a week, Jennifer's been sending some really helpful content to more than 100,000 women who are already in the Loop community. The content she sends out on Mondays and Thursdays is designed to encounter God through prayer, and it's simple and short. It takes about five minutes or less. And then on Friday, she sends a guided kit to help you really go deeper in your time with God. The kits use prayer, music, journal prompts, scripture, and more. These encounter kits could be a really great option for your Sabbath when you're wanting to spend more intentional time slowing down and being with God. And one of the best parts, y'all, it is all free. It is all free and such a beautiful way to help us get into the rhythm of spending time with God each week. You can learn more and sign up at loopforwomen.com slash TSF for this free email devotional. Again, that's loopforwomen.com slash TSF. And now back to finish up our conversation with Charles and Cassie. The last question I always ask is what sounds fun to you? And we're about to do that. But before that. Ice cream. Yeah, I yeah, know. I'm going to hear about it. Um, Cassie, I'll start with you. But Charles, I'll have you do this too. Cassie, will you go back and talk to the woman who's sitting in your seat three years ago who thinks, I am never going to get out of this. I don't know how to do this. Oh, this is going to make me <laughs> emotional. Um, because there was just like so many nights where I would just say, God, either fix this or make me leave because I can't keep doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I read something the other day that was, you know, like when you're in, um, you know, you develop that codependence when you're in relationship with an alcoholic and it's like we just always want to get in that cage with the gorilla and then all of a sudden you're trying to fix everything and you don't realize before it's over that you don't have any arms and legs left um just you can step out of that cage with the gorilla um and get your own help and there is freedom in that and whether you're in relationship with an, someone in active addiction or in sobriety, like you have choices too. Mm-hmm. That doesn't necessarily mean you have to leave your marriage. It doesn't mean you have to change anything other than what's in yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are 12 step programs, like I said, have changed my life. Reach out for help. Mm-hmm. There's so many people in your position who want to help you. And, and know the path to do that. So you can get help even if your partner or family member isn't doing it yet. Absolutely. Yeah. And you can find serenity and you can find peace even if your partner isn't sober. Yeah. Um, that help is there. That is a true statement. I mean, if you had told me that I could feel the way that I feel about things, you know, last May, a year ago, yeah. I mean, that would that was insane. Like the fact that we are here now is a miracle. I mean, it's a true miracle, but that is because we have both done this work. So, you know, I think a lot of people who think, well, if they, gosh, if that person would just stop drinking, then my all of my problems would be solved. I wouldn't be here anymore. That's also not true. You know, mm-hmm. the work that you can do for yourself is life-changing. Yeah. And even if that person doesn't stop drinking, you can still change your life. Yeah. So. Thank you. Yeah. I, I texted you this, but. In the piece with Gail, I'm going to cry. At the end where that other anchor says, Cassie's strength is blinding. That has been true for years. Thank you, Your strength has been blinding for years. Thank you. Um, And I love you too, Charles. (laughs) Thank you. Talk to the person who is you three years ago or two years ago who thinks, I'll never get out of this. Yeah. I mean, gosh. There's a better way of, of, of living. There's, mm-hmm. you know, it's not that life, I guess life is more about than collecting these fun, heightened, what you thought were fun, heightened moments, yeah. you know, that, that, that I guess if, if I was there that, Hey, in three years, you're going to find out who you really are and what you wow. really love, Wow. you know, and that, that it can be an adventure. I think I always looked at it as whenever I was, I knew it was going to happen at some point, whenever I would have to stop drinking that. The fun was over. Yeah. Party's pack over. It up. Pack it up, you know, and and that's not the case, you know, yeah. that and that my connection with my wife, you know, would actually grow stronger, you know, than it ever had before. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it feels like we're definitely back to that connection that we had when we first started, you know. 
I don't know. It's just seeing life with clear eyes, you know. But I think, too, knowing, you know, if I could tell tell myself then that it wasn't going to be as hard and heartbreaking as I thought it was going to be. I'm not saying yeah. it's not hard work. Right. But once I made up my mind, I was like, gosh, like, I, I don't think I have as much of this, like, fear about doing it again like I thought I would have. You know, yeah. I would – I don't know. Once you just make up your mind, I think you can completely – you know, that's the one thing they say. You never want to say, like, I got this. But Right. And I'm not saying I got this. I know I constantly have to be working at this. and, and But I do feel like because things have gotten so much better, it's like, why would I not keep doing this? Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. There's, yeah. a, there's a beauty to it. And yeah. um, there really is. There's a purpose to it. And it's going to lead somewhere for me. So I think what we've found is the things that you quote unquote give up, yeah. you get back just in spades in every yeah. way. Mm-hmm. So, you yeah, know, I, I look at it like one of those little old, you know, little weight systems where it's mm-hmm. like, I can't lie and say, I don't miss sure. in this situation. I don't miss this. It definitely made some like a golf trip a little bit more fun. Yeah. But then. Uh, also, on the flip side, well, I used to wake up from those golf trips on the second day and not want to play golf that day, or I, you know, our family vacations weren't, you know, I, I, I missed the morning activities because I'm nursing a hangover all morning and all these different things. I now have this stronger relationship with my son, family, yeah. higher spirit. So it's like, yeah, I mean, it, it, to me, I'm, I'm a very, uh, I look at things, I'm very, you know, realist yeah. when it comes to life, and and I look, I like to look at things in kind of a mathematical, you know, plus or minus, and just the pluses are so much more than 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 what you're giving up. It's been one of my favorite things about hearing you in recovery is I feel like you've told the truth. Yeah. I mean, you, you always told the truth, but I mean, I feel like you've been like, I'm not saying I don't miss it or it isn't yeah. fun. Yeah, I, I haven't heard a lot of people in recovery <laughs> give the side of. Yeah, I'm still choosing this every day. Yeah, because that was fun. I, you know, I've always, I love always kind of felt like I was pretty honest with. So, I mean, I definitely would have some. Trust me, I would lie and hide a lot of lot, a lot of drinking and stuff. But I, I was pretty honest. When I knew I had an issue, and yeah. I would. I mean, I almost thought it was like this funny thing. I was like, I have an issue. You do too. We all do. Uh, <laughs> we all drink too much, don't we? And it's like, you know what I mean? I like and. and I always kind of knew, and I would even share that with Van. I was like, I know at some point I got to stop this, but I want to try to control it first. And yeah. I think that's the biggest thing I just want people to know: trying to control it, and just you know, I tried to just do beer, just do wine, just do this, that, you know, only on certain occasions. If you're really an alcoholic, you can't do that. Yeah. It will not last. Yeah. And and if you've, you know, if you're sober now, picking up one drink is going to lead. And usually what I've, it's time and time again, hearing these stories, it always comes back stronger than before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, and I know that I just, I know it in my heart. Cause that time I'd done the three months, you know, I kind of talked Cassie into letting me have a glass of wine. We were in Paris and it just made me mad. I wanted more. Mm-hmm. And then I remember slowly got home and, you know, I was like, well, I'm just going to do beer and wine. That lasted two weeks. Yeah. And you're sneaking it. Next thing you know, you're, drinking twice as much as I was before. And yeah. it's just, it, it is a cycle. So I'll even have friends ask me like, do you think he'll ever, ju- you know, at some point just, you know, have a glass of wine and was like, well, he can't just have one glass of wine. Yeah. One will yeah. never be enough for him. Yeah. So, but no. I, do have, I do have to admit though, I have, I have, I, like, I, I do believe in that. Take it one day at a time. Like uh, I, totally. I think it stresses me out when I think about what I'm going to do when I'm 60, 50 more years. Yeah. 70. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, you know, but like, I feel strongly that I won't, Yeah. but I definitely know, like, I'm not drinking today. I'm not drinking tomorrow. I don't think I'll drink ever again, but yeah. like, uh, you know, I think you can overwhelm yourself when you start thinking about so far uh, in, in the future. But I do know that if I did, I guarantee you, I'd, it'd, it'd be full bore again. Yeah. But it really is like I'll deal with, you know, people will be like, well, can what if I can't toast my you know son on their wedding day or whatever? And it's like, well, we'll we'll worry about that when That's that right. comes. That's right. Like, yeah. But today you're not drinking. I'm ready for you all to launch a non-alcoholic drink company uh, that's what i'm waiting well, on well that's yeah. the other amazing thing now is there's so many that are coming yes. out right now like there's so many options i mean if you love a margarita like you can have a margarita with right. non-alcoholic well, tequila, which they, you, know? you know there's a lot of discussion about that you about know if it can be triggering healthy. or not yeah. And, yeah. and i you know my biggest thing like I, I would have cassie had this like non-alcoholic wine i would you know i've had a couple times but i haven't done like in a beer or any of that because it yeah. tastes so much like beer to yeah me. Mm-hmm. 
and also too, it's definitely not like in public. I'm so you know, I'm like I don't oh. like I, I wouldn't want to have one of those DMZ like Heineken zeros, yeah. <laughs> and it's in a bottle, right? Because then it's like, well, I'm doing it because I need to feel. It's mm. like you just I I don't want to test that theory. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Because half the people say it's fine, the other half people say it's not, and I'm like. Right now, I'm not testing yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think, you know, take somebody in recovery out of this. But people that just don't want to drink alcohol, like, there's a lot exactly. of options. Yeah. And you can still feel social at a party without, you know, water being your only right, choice. Right. Sparkling water. Totally. Soda water with lime. Exactly. Yeah. Now right. you can have a complex yeah. drink yeah. that yeah. is interesting or pairs well with food and right. that doesn't have alcohol have in alcohol. it. So. Okay. Or just a good old Diet Coke. There you go. <laughs> Keep yes. it right. Um, the last question we always ask, because the show is called That Sounds Fun, y'all got to yeah. tell me what sounds fun to you these days. Hmm. Like a perfect day. Yeah. All right, here's my perfect day. Okay. I'll wake up, get to read my book for about 30 minutes, you know, connect with my family, snuggle a little bit, do some stuff, go to the golf course. Yep. Shoot a beautiful round of 72 if okay. possible. Uh, is that 18 holes? That's 18 You'd like holes. to hit 72 I'd like to at 18 holes? I'd play 18 holes. I'd like to have a really nice meal afterwards. I'd like to come home, have a cooked meal with the family. I get to go out, grill some steaks or whatever, maybe hop in the pool, and then finish it off <laughs> with a little marvelous Miss Maisel. <gasps> yes. And an entire... Gallon. <laughs> Mint chocolate Mint chip chocolate ice cream. Have you and Barnes talked about this on the road? You know no, that's his thing too. Is that his thing? Yeah, y'all got to go on different buses. I so do, they, oh, yeah, 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 he rides days, but I, 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 I eat a lot of ice cream. His Our tour manager, though, is who's, you know, also sober and he's an I ice cream him. guy as well. So yeah. their bus is, he's on Charles' oh, bus. It, got it. It's it's cool. He's a good talked. dude, Marco. Yeah, I really like him. Yeah. It helps having, you know, someone too that kind of. You know, not you know, not not keep an eye, but just just knows knowing that you're there, yeah. and knows the language. Yeah, I think that makes a ton of sense. Yeah. Have y'all finished Mrs. Maisel? Yes, I just did. Oh, I no, he the betrayal. <laughs> I know. I'm I watching know. it without me. She she. What was the one show? You used to get really mad when I would go ahead on one show. Well, because we, you know, that was like we had a show together. Yeah. Oh, no. And then all of a sudden, I got to catch up. Well, you go in waves. You get into a show, and then you'll, you know, and then get out. But I all of that to say, I have not finished Maisel. No, okay, but we won't talk about that. He has, I guess. Then. It's great. Um, what sounds fun to you, Cass? We are renovating a house in the Bahamas right now, yes. and the interior design has been You're really, so really good fun. At it. Yeah. Um, well, we you know have a great designer that we work with, but what sounds fun to me is what we're planning to do some this summer is just going down there yeah. as a family and having lazy beach days and just yeah. nothing on the schedule and yes. just having that quality time together. Thank y'all for doing this today. Thank you. Thanks, I love Amy. you both so much. We Me love too. that. Sounds I'm not fun. going anywhere. I'm with y'all. So yeah, man. appreciate you. We're doing it. Oh, friends, aren't they the best? I'm just so thankful. I'm so thankful for Charles's strength and honesty and kindness to share his story, his vulnerability, and for Cassie's just strength. As we said, it is blinding, and her generosity in sharing her part of this story and. I've just learned so, so much from both of them and I'm so hopeful about what the future holds for their family. Y'all don't miss Lady Eight out on tour this summer. You know our buddy Dave Barnes is out with them too. I'm telling you, their request line tour is something special. I saw them here at the Ryman and I laughed and I cried, but also, duh, always Annie. So go to LadyAMusic.com to get tickets to that. And you've got to listen to Charles's breakup song with alcohol. It's called As Far As You Could, y'all. You can hear the raw honesty in his voice in this one, and it will blow you away. It's available everywhere you love to listen to music. Okay, so we heard what sounds fun to Charles and Cassie. Now we get to hear what sounds fun to one of our friends who's listening, just like you. All right, Beth, longtime friend. Because the show is called That Sounds Fun, I've been dying to know. Tell me what sounds fun to you. Um, I am Beth from Bethlehem, Georgia. Uh, Not to be mistaken for the Holy Land, (laughs) Georgia. What sounds fun to me? Do I have to pick just one thing? Heck no. Okay. What sounds fun to me today is today is Mac's 11th birthday. Oh, I love it. So, yep. Just got out of school yesterday. Yep. So he's excited. Has a friend over. Oh, my gosh. And we're going to Gwinnett Stripers game. <gasps> yes. That's the baseball. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. the minor league baseball yeah. team. That's awesome. Do y'all love yes. going to those games? 
We love it. We yeah. actually love that more than going into Atlanta. Yeah, because you're seeing, so, I mean, it's AAA, yeah. so you're seeing really yeah. good players. Yeah. We've seen Austin Riley. We've seen uh, Freddie Freeman. We've seen yeah. Brian McCann. Yeah. Yeah. So for it's people awesome. who don't know, there are times when major league guys, when they're doing rehab or when they just are taking a break from the majors, they will put them on the AAA and have them play for a couple of yeah. weeks and then bring them back up. So you often get to see really good, like, major league players a lot. That's right. That's, That's awesome. Right. Okay, what's we your other thing? We saw Freddie and Austin before they went to Atlanta. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah, yeah. My other is October. Callie and I are going back to Vegas <gasps> to see Adele. Oh, man, I want to see that show <laughs> so bad. Girl, oh, mind blown. Yeah. It, it, it was so incredible when we saw it in December. It's like worth it. We were doing it twice. Oh, it's worth it. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad to hear you say that, Beth, because so I've really considered it and I have not pulled the trigger yet. Go. Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh my gosh. Hey, okay. I believe yeah. you. You I might, really might be you. out of luck right now, but I don't think she's going to be done there. <laughs> You're like, Annie, good luck getting tickets, but. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you can it is. get tickets, but. but uh, it's my you whole know. savings account. Yes. 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 I believe you. I believe you. Good answers, Beth. Yeah. Well done. All right, if you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find, especially because I'm out on tour. I am so easy to find. I'm Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That's how you can find me. And don't forget, you can find the That Sounds Fun podcast on Instagram at That Sounds Fun Podcast. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you, and I will do the same. Today, what sounds fun to me? Well, listen, we did our show last night here in Nashville in the 615 on 615, and I'm just so happy to be heading up to Chicago today. So Chicagoans, we'll see you in Naperville tonight. I cannot wait. Y'all have a great Father's Day weekend. Happy Father's Day to my dad, Mr. F. Downs, and to all of the dads out there who are raising kids, all the men who are stepping in and helping father children in their community and helping raise the next generation. We are grateful for every man who invests his life in the next generation. We'll see you back here on Monday as our summer loving series continues. We dive into a super fascinating conversation about dating and the five love languages with my friend Craig Allen Cooper, as well as my friends Mike and Lillian. You know Lillian, she's on the pod. Y'all have a great weekend. Happy Father's Day. See you on Monday.